Welcome, everyone, to the Our Strange Skies podcast. I'm your host, Rob Christofferson, and I'm joined today by cosmetic tattoo artist and one half of the What's Up Weirdo podcast, Jessica Napia. Jessica, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for that intro. That was cute. Well, uh, you're wonderful. I love your podcast. It <laughs> definitely brightens up my day and working the job that I do you need that bright spot in the day. So uh, what you and Tenny do, and uh, uh, especially when you can hear Toad in the background, it's always fantastic. So I, I appreciate what you do very much. Thank you. <laughs> so we're going to talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. And I think the first thing that we need to talk about is something that you brought up right before we started recording, which is the weird vibe that your post office has. Like, I, I need to know what is this vibe? What the hell happened at this post office? Because it does not sound great. No, I you very briefly before we started here, I told you I thought I was going to die at the post office today. And I'm yes. like, wait till we're on the thing. Um, But there was I get like weird intuition and like weird feelings in my belly that are very strong that almost make me feel like I'm going to throw up when something bad's about to happen. And like, there was the weirdest fucking kid at the post office. And I'm like, this guy, I, he, he talked so fucking weird the way he was talking to the lady next to me, like the, um, worker lady next to me, uh, it just set off every alarm in my fucking body. I'm like, there's a bomb in that box. I'm about to die. And there was like this little half wall next to me while I was waiting to get the lady. I had a lot of packages today, so it was taking her forever. So I kept going behind the half wall. I'm like, I'm not getting hit with shrapnel right now. I'm like, I could so palpably feel it was, I seriously almost got sick. It was crazy, but okay. I didn't explode. Thank goodness. I, I, I don't know what the fuck that guy is going to go on to do, but it was not good. But anyway, so then I was, I told you I didn't die at the post office today, but then I was like, our post office is fucking sketchy because there was like a mass shooting there. It, and it was like early in the nineties. Uh, and a guy walked in and killed four postal workers and shot seven other people and then killed himself. And there's like literally a commemorative fucking plaque on the front of our post office that says oh, like, God. in memory of the whatever. But it was like, so I guess sometime right before that there had been another post office shooting and i think ours was the second and then that's when they, they uh, uh, allegedly that's when they coined the term going postal because that had the second one making it like a thing that people were doing fucking going crazy in post offices so ours is allegedly the one that made people say going postal wow i know Damn. And I go there like every day. Our PO box is there. I can't not go there. So, so like I, I don't know how I'd handle that going there after that, knowing that because like I've lived in small town USA like my entire life. There's been, I think, mm, three murders, four murders, something like that in my neck of the woods. My brain can't compute that. So it's like I like that. I that would be the one thing I'd be thinking about all the time as I went down there. It's like 
I can't get that out of my head. Get in, get out, and that's it. Yeah, you know? it is weird. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm sure there's lots of other weird places that we all go all the time that are like, oh, such and such happened here. Fucking hospitals are like that. Hospitals feel weird as fuck. They do. And I work in an old converted hospital because oh, I, okay. I work at a nursing home. And where the laundry room is where I work is like right down the hall from where the morgue used to be. So... Uh. It's got it, it's got an interesting vibe. Like there's there's definitely some stuff there. And um it was owned by a bunch of nuns for a long time. And they sold eventually, like about 10, 15 years ago, to the hospital that is in the process of selling us to a different facility right now. But I remember early on after I started working there, um one of the jobs that I had, one of the tasks that I had to do when I first showed up was um, switch laundry carts around. And this was before I started working in the laundry room. But there was one moment where I was going into one room to pull the cart out. And I lost a uh, hold of the door. And I was like, crap, I'm going to have to turn around and open it up again. And I turn around, the door is just staying open. It's just being held open there. But yeah. <laughs> so I looked, I stared at the door for about a like couple seconds, like wondering what the hell's going on. And then it just closed very slowly. Gross. Yeah. There's like a lot of weird stuff. You can hear, you'll hear voices, you'll hear like sounds like, you know, shuffling and stuff like that. It's kind of cool in that way, but it's, it has its vibe, especially yeah. in certain places. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. crazy yeah it's crazy shit but you know that is, that is what it is um so i'm i'm always curious like when you go on a paranormal investigation um because i've been an amateur paranormal investigator and, and i didn't know what the hell i was doing so i'm always i'm curious what is one misconception that you think people have when they go into a paranormal investigation because like for me it's always it always comes down to like equipment but i'm i'm curious what what do you think is like one of the biggest misconceptions when people want you know go in and do a paranormal investigation i think it would be kind of what i was talking about just now with the post office it's like you have your gut you have your entire body and all of your senses mm. to tell you what the fuck is going on like you don't need uh, most of the times i've seen a ghost like a full body apparition in a location it's not because i was looking at a fucking screen i wasn't looking at tech i wasn't looking at the floor i wasn't whatever i was straight up just looking around mm. um yeah you don't need anything me and tenny don't don't bring barely anything i mean i just literally recently ordered a recorder so i have a recorder now but will i use it i don't know um but yeah we mostly go off just like feel and um i don't know i don't yeah i don't need it i don't trust a lot of tech you trust yourself like you mm -hmm. don't even if i saw something on a machine i'd be like i don't even know if that's real or not like who knows who made this who knows like all of it seems set up for you to have an experience like I don't know. Yeah. I don't trust a lot of it and I don't have a lot of it. Um, and I don't really need to prove stuff to people either. Like, why do you have the tech if you're not trying to show your results to somebody? Like, I don't, I don't need to prove to people that I've seen shit. Like you can believe me or you cannot. And, and even, and those 
situations where people have tech or they have evidence. If you weren't there yourself, you don't fucking believe it. You can show me the best picture you've ever seen of a ghost, the best video you've ever seen of a ghost. I wasn't there. So I kind of don't believe you. I don't know who doctored that. I don't know who made that. So really the only thing you can trust in is your own fucking eyeballs and your ears and your experience. Yeah. And I think that's like something that comes up in like kind of the UFO world too, because mm-hmm. like everybody's talking about like all this video evidence, this, this photographic evidence, but like in, in the age that we're in right now, like it's not trustworthy because it's so easy to fake that kind of stuff. So it's like, yep. are we getting to this point where, you know, people are relying on that, on that a little too much and they kind of need to step back and, and go back to this idea of like connecting with the place that you're in as opposed to connecting with the technology that you're using, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and another thing too, is I feel like you definitely don't have to be somewhere famously haunted or famously weird or whatever to see a thing. Like the last tattoo shop I worked at was haunted as fuck. And I saw a full body apparition there twice and I was at work. I wasn't at fucking Mansfield reformatory. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Just because you're not about ready to see a ghost or you're not, you know, you didn't wake up and be like, oh, I'm going to go to this haunted location. Doesn't mean you're not about to see a fucking ghost that day. You could see one any day of your life. Right. Yeah. You you just be walking down the street like the first apparition I ever saw was wasn't even in a house. I was walking. <laughs> I was walking home after work to go grab my D&D stuff because I was going to meet some friends to play some D&D. And I turn uh, the corner down to my street and I just got this vibe that there's somebody behind me. So I look behind and I was like, oh, yeah, there is somebody. So I did that thing where I'm like, I'm going to stop for a second and just let this person pass. So I did that, turned around. That figure was just standing there staring at me. Oh, gross. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I'm like. No, I'm not about it. Like, I'm just going to look, I'm just going to get my D&D books. I'm a nerd. Just let me go be a nerd. <laughs> nice. That's wild, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's the it does happen when you least suspect it. Like, yeah, you can go into any building and experience stuff, but it's really it really catches you off guard. Like every experience that I can think that I've ever had literally just caught me off guard. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i yeah when you least expect it like maybe it's like how they say people like oh you find your new boyfriend or girlfriend when you're not looking for it it just happens Mm -hmm. it's the same thing like you can't just go into a haunted location and like you know wish upon whatever to that it's gonna happen i've been to so well some of the ones i've seen have been at famous locations or like kind of known haunted locations but other ones haven't and uh like haunted hotels and stuff you're like oh i'm gonna stay in this room i'm gonna see something i'm like i don't i didn't see shit but right and and like honestly i think in most of those places i'd probably feel more comfortable i'd be like yeah i'll get a good night's sleep no problem i know i know I try and do it on road trips too. I'm like, let me find the smallest, sketchiest place. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, but I need sleep so bad. Like, what if I actually do have like the gnarliest haunting all night and I don't get any fucking sleep? So <laughs> it's like weighing which one would be cooler. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, it's like I don't know, ghosts messing with my sleep schedule or <laughs> me sleeping well. That sounds pretty good, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know, I just don't like ghosts messing with my sleep, and um, thankfully, it doesn't really happen to me. If it ever does, no, it ain't, it ain't gonna be pretty. It ain't gonna be pretty. I'm gonna be angry, but we need um, to be sleep yeah so like where would your like dream places be to like go and 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 try and experience something like for me that like there are some places that i think of that i would actually like to go like my ultimate dream is to like visit certain spots where like certain kind of famous and not so famous ufo incidents have occurred but I'd be curious, what what are some of the spots that you would like to actually go and visit that you haven't yet? Uh, I'm, I've been checking them off pretty quick, fairly quickly, um, at mm-hmm. least U.S. spots. Um, I really want to go to Dracula's Castle one day, like the real one in mm-hmm. Romania, wherever it is. Um, I really want to go to like England, over there, like Europe where there's like pub old old pubs and castles and churches um but here let me think i don't know the stanley was a big one and i went there last summer so that's checked off i've been to like the amityville house a few times i've been to the conjuring house now we went to at halloween um trying to think if there's any i'm going to i'm finally going to california for the first time fucking ever um in august so i really want to go to like hollywood forever cemetery and some of the places out there oh oh, we're gonna go to queen mary too that's like a big one mm-hmm. i think that's probably like the biggest like standout that i literally haven't gotten to yet yeah so hopefully something happens there it's supposed to be pretty active so right and like i think the images that i have of the queen mary in my head are were put there by robert stack when i was a kid and they just haven't left you know partly because i'm still not convinced that man wasn't dead the whole time he was hosting that show just because of the way that he was like he freaked me I'm out when literally i was literally not either this is so funny too. i've been going through like medical shit and i was at the fucking like hospital the other day getting like a follow-up mammogram and i was all fucking scared and i had on a unsolved mysteries shirt and i was like in this little line at the desk and in it it has like the name on the front but on the back it says like some sketchy shit like have you seen this person or have you experienced whatever and the person behind me she peeks around and she's like oh i had to see the front she's like i fucking love that show she got so psyched i was like thanks dude (laughs) we like had this moment at the fucking scary mammogram place yeah like that's probably the best place to have a moment and like share a moment because yeah. i i would be terrified i would be absolutely terrified and like like thank you for uh, the distraction thank you for understanding my shirt yes yes uh thank you for understanding that robert stack's haunting visage is memorable and, and it should be adored by most people because yeah i think for me Robert Stack was he's my kind of introduction to all of this stuff. And like when you think about it, Robert Stack is not the greatest introduction to all this stuff because like and 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 I'm not like knocking the show or anything like that, but they featured like paranormal segments, like not all the time, but enough to like keep you coming back. And like 
I, I know that Tenny worked on it for, for a brief period of time and mm-hmm. I've had a discussion with him about that, but like, um, it, like with some of their paranormal segments, you could always tell that like Robert Stack was just like, I, I don't believe this guy's, what are you doing to me? <laughs> well, then he says that he was just like hammed like all the time, just like yes. having a bag, like, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it's either he wasn't fully paying attention or maybe he was, it's like stuff sounds like absolute bullshit when you're wasted. I don't know. Yeah. Right. And like he did, you could definitely tell which episodes he was <laughs> a little more drunk than the other ones, but you know, like uh, still made it entertaining. I guess it's just like, well, I need to collect a paycheck in my later years. I guess this will do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But there was but, like the, the element of almost like campfire tales too. Like he was the mm-hmm. one like you would get to an experience and be like, oh, this scary guy is going to narrate and we're all going to be scared and we don't even know what the fuck's happening yet. Like it's such a vibe. It is such a vibe. And like the reenactments on that show were always like, I will always say that Rescue 911 had the better reenactments, but unsolved mysteries had the scarier reenactments everything was scary on that show the way that they well most of the time when they reenacted it it was scary as hell like mm-hmm. uh and as a how the hell old was i when i started watching that i was like six or seven like it's just like one of those shows that you you know you watch as a family and it's like wow we watched that as a family yeah <laughs> And it's just like so sketchy too because it builds you up to this like level of scaredness and then you don't even have an answer because it's not fucking solved. Right. So you're just mm-hmm. left with this like scare, weird, unsure feeling at the end. Like, cool, I guess I'll go to bed now. Cool. Yeah, I'll go to bed not thinking that I'm going to get murdered in my sleep tonight exactly. and going like, to appear on this show. Times. <laughs> Where that guy is. Okay, bye. Good night. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn Robert Stack. But I mean, like, I there was something about like that 90s kind of style that I, I I suppose it started with Unsolved Mysteries, but then you got like sightings and like all of those weird ass shows, like paranormal kind of shows or or like specials that most of them were hosted by Jonathan Frakes, which, you know, is just like the greatest vibe because he's just like, you know, he, he's he's also very stoic, but he's not he doesn't seem like he's dead the entire time, which is, right. which is great. Right. Like one step. Uh, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, oh, man, I need more. I need more Jonathan Frakes in my life. But, you know, yeah. that's that's I mean, one thing. Just. <laughs> It doesn't everybody. I feel feel like I saw him recently. I feel like he was at, unless I'm just completely imagining it, but I feel like he was at a convention, what either a Comic-Con or the horror con that we went to. I swear I've walked past him before. If I haven't, I feel really weird. Maybe I just like dreamed it, but I think I have seen him before. You know what's weird? This doesn't have anything to do with anything, but that guy, Mm -hmm. who's the fucking guy? Who played Superman on TV? Tom is oh Tom. Uh, oh Tom Welling. Yes, I saw him at a con, bro. You, I don't know what the fuck happened to him. I don't know if it was for a role. I don't know if he just looks like this now, but he looks like a fucking like country music star. Like he, I didn't even know it was him. 
I did not yeah. know it was him. He looks so fucking weird. Speaking of like paranormal shows, mm-hmm. because I because I think about this all the time. If you okay. if you were given the reins to do a paranormal show, what would you want it to be? Because like for me, like I've I've always had like this again, this idea to like go visit all these spots where like kind of these famous cases took place where these not so famous cases and like not even just UFOs, but like a little bit of everything. And just like visit the area, see what it's all about and stuff like that. What would be what would your ideal show be like that for that? Oh, kind of the same. I've like had a thing for a while where I would want to do like a weird travel show um, and kind of. I like just talking to randos. I I feel like I'm Mm -hmm. good at just talking to whoever and like getting people to open up about whatever. So it would be like kind of talking to locals, getting them to not only um, like visiting the places that you already know about, but having them tell you about places that you didn't know about. And then it would be like a mix of like historically weird or interesting mixed with like paranormal UFO cryptid, et cetera, but also like, roadside shit like the world's largest fucking picnic basket whatever the fuck you know like there's oh, there's so much i literally hate flying one because it's the worst most terrifying mm-hmm. thing ever and two because i can't bring my dog with me so i i've driven a lot of this country and will continue to forever but there's so many things that you find that are so great and there's no write-ups there's no you don't see them online all the time nobody would ever know so it'd be nice to just like feature those weird places and you know, like be maybe drunk for a part of it. I don't know. It would be my idea is like part, it's like part, like drunk history, part weird travel. Yeah. That's the idea. Speaking of drunk history, that makes me think of our good friend, Steve Berg, because that's the first thing I ever saw him on was on drunk history talking about Roswell. (laughs) He's so freaking nice. He is. He really is. One of our best friends now. I just talked to him on Wednesday. We uh, we did an episode where we just like went back and forth recommending books. <laughs> and uh, uh, it, was a, it was a great conversation. But yeah, like uh, that's definitely one of my favorite episodes of that show, because it's just if you know Steve and you talk to Steve and Steve's like one of the best people to talk to. He really is because he's like joyous about everything. And yes. uh, like that's like it's something that this subject desperately needs um because uh me i i rant a lot (laughs) i i don't rant a lot on on like i mean sometimes on twitter but like (laughs) it's just there's it's so infuriating to me like the 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 ufo landscape i'm curious what what you think of like the discourse about ufos on twitter and stuff is because it's it's so weird to me to see a group of people who can't accept trans people and LGBTQ plus people, but they want aliens in their life. Like I, I really don't see. Right. Yeah. I, I just don't see how you can't in, in this case, especially, especially uh, with the Supreme court throwing up L's like left and right this week. Um, fucking yeah. A. It's a gross place to be right now, for real. Yeah, it is. It really is. And um, it obviously, like, me. the government is fucking evil. 
most of the time. They're going to, regardless of if we have proof or if there's shit sitting in a warehouse somewhere, they're going to trickle out exactly what the fuck they want us to know about and hide everything that they don't want us to know about. Why do you, why do they think there's going to be just some magical day where we all wake up and the government is transparent about literally anything, any topic mm-hmm. at all? It's not going to fucking happen. So if we get anything, great. If we don't, great. I don't know. And again, who's to say what they show us isn't manufactured or were they just, I don't fucking know. I don't trust anything. (laughs) (laughs) I don't either. I I don't either. And it's be, and like to hear this David Grush guy go and do interviews and basically talk about the same thing that is the same things that have been parroted since the 1980s. I don't get how now it's acceptable even though people have been caught in these lies for like decades and it was all manufactured, but it's okay now. Right. Yeah. No, it infuriates me. Yes. Yes. But yeah, I totally agree with your point too. Like, Oh, like we'd be nice to any other species. We're not even nice to our own species. Like get the fuck out of here. Exactly. Like, and, and I don't understand how they don't see that. And like, I almost got into a fight in my own discord today over this because it's just like, what if they're conditioning people? And and, and like, to me, when anybody says, oh, well, they're conditioning us, uh, the government's conditioning us. I was like, I'm sorry. Have they ever conducted a psyop for the benefit of humanity? No. Right. They don't do anything for the benefit of me. I was swear I was just thinking that earlier today. I'm like, isn't the government's entire fucking job to like make our lives better? And every literally every single thing they've passed in the last week, two weeks, three weeks has been to make society worse. I'm like, what is your job? Why do you what is what? Right. No one's doing better. Everyone's doing terrible. What are you doing up there? Didn't we elect you to do like take care of this shit? And like Everyone's exhausted, bro. That's that's a complete and total vibe. Like <laughs> everybody's just fucking tired. Everybody's fucking tired. There's I'm no tired. Food. There's no money to be had anywhere. There's n- our air sucks. Our water sucks. Everything sucks. <laughs> right. And and like I feel bad for Canada right now because that's like the entire country it's not just like one place it's like everywhere i know it's not good yeah the air here this week has been awful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah anyway i'm currently wearing a um (laughs) this is a wrestling shirt and um so our interests are now owned by the same company now, and it feels very weird. Yeah, yeah. Good segue. So I'm curious to see, like, with, you know, UFC and WWE being under the same umbrella now, how do you think it's going to manifest on each other's, like, you know, programs and stuff like that? Because that's the one thing I'm absolutely curious about. How do you... Are they going to be complete separate entities or are you going to see like promotions on either side? Because like these are two totally different things. One is definitely a sport. The other one is a fake sport that has real elements to it that is still incredibly fake. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't think there could be crossovers because someone would literally die. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, CM Punk came over for five fucking seconds and it didn't go great. Like, no, great. 
great speaker, great entertainer. No, you can't do a uh, fight against someone who's been doing Brazilian, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu since they've been like 15 years old. It's not going to, that's just not no. going to go good. Um, but they're both like so good at promotion. I'm like down for like weird crossover promotion. Um, I do think UFC tickets are expensive as all fuck. So if that mm-hmm. spills over, I don't know how much your wrestling tickets are, but if it gets anywhere near UFC tickets, are y'all are going to be fucking miserable. I'll tell you that mm-hmm. much. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Because like, um, well, I mean like how much, how much does UFC do like outside of their, did they do anything outside of the programs that they air on like Saturdays and stuff or because like almost every weekend like yeah i think they skip like six weekends a year i watch ufc every fucking saturday it's all Mm. i do um yeah so like i i think the 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 one thing about like wrestling is like they kind of go everywhere so hopefully the um the ticket market doesn't go out of whack but just given like the way that tickets are right now like with everything like with dynamic pricing models and like uh resellers just like asking for way too much you know i wouldn't be surprised if it gets out of hand at some point but like i think the interesting thing is like i think the only success story out of wwe to go to ufc was probably brock lesnar like that's it and that's just because the guy is built like a brick fucking house and like probably literally the scariest human being on the planet at least one of them he's up there i I would say yeah yeah i mean if there was some kind of crossover like that it would be sick i would not mind it at all like a lot of times like i said it's on every weekend so you you very much get used to seeing the same fucking people all the time and sometimes there isn't enough people in a certain division especially those like huge people there's just not that many huge fucking humans in the world Mm -hmm. who are like cage fighters so if there was like wild card shit like that i would like it but like no i don't want to see some poor unsuspecting person who's like essentially like a stage actor get fucking beat i know they're very physical i know like wrestlers are physical they do get hurt they do get bloody Mm. but it's it's literally not the same like it's not the same but but yeah we think especially like if there's females too because there's like not as many females in the fighting either if some of them wanted to come over i feel like that would be sick as fuck too yeah exactly like uh i think both could probably profit from it because like wwe doesn't their women's division they don't treat it as well as they should and they haven't always and Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like it always seems like it's that uphill battle and like the the best companies that treat women properly and give them the you know the proper amount of time and stuff like that are like either indie companies or like impact wrestling, which isn't where it used to be like 10, 10 or so years ago. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the, the cross promotion stuff goes. And like, um, I think the one interesting, the one time that they did get something out of it, uh, out of a crossover is I remember Mark Calloway, the guy who's the Undertaker, was at a UFC event and Brock Lesnar was there and he was literally trying to start shit with him. He was getting interviewed in the, in the audience and like Brock Lesnar walks by him. And he's like, what? You want to start something? That's fun. 
See, I yeah. like that shit. I would like, yeah, if they did some silly crowd shit, like that, I would love that. They don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to be in the cage, but if there was like, even if it was like acting like they're going to fight and they never fucking fight, like that's fun. I like that shit. Yeah. I think the only real equivalent to like the only style of wrestling that could actually equate to probably UFC is like Japanese strong style just because they hit so stiff with like everything like there was um there was a um an event on last Sunday and in one of the matches there was there's this one move in Japan it's called the Tiger Driver 91 and they literally dropped the guy on his head no i don't like that yeah and the only reason that they're okay after it is because they literally train their necks for like yeah. hours and hours like they have this thing called an iron neck and it's basically it's this like weird ass helmet that they wear and they just like train their neck for like hours and hours on on end but it's like you're gonna blow a vertebrae at some point that that ain't that ain't healthy <laughs> that's happened in ufc fights one of the uh like reigning female champs at the time rose nama Yunus, she was fighting this other uh chick who nobody thought was going to win and the other chick ended up picking her up a certain way and rose didn't like react to it right and she got dropped right the fuck on the top of her head and it looked so nasty and she lost her fucking belt like she went out um i think she came back to like win it back but still in that one it's like nobody could have known that was going to happen but like i guess there's like a correct way to defend if you know you're going straight down Mm -hmm. and she just like didn't do the right thing but it was like really not like when this shit happens it's like i can i've watched these for a million years and when certain stuff happens i'm like fuck this is fucked (laughs) why Mm -hmm. do i watch this yeah yeah exactly uh like it's just watching people being dropped on their head is like the most uncomfortable thing that i i can watch on tv i like I you spend your whole it. life like making sure that doesn't happen. Like I'm not yes. supposed to fall directly on the top of my head into my neck. Like this is like a human thing that we're not supposed to do. We all know that. Yeah. And like you guys like almost do it every week. And it's Ugh. like, what the hell? It's wild. And like not make enough money for doing it either. Like they're gonna no. be in a wheelchair when they're fucking 45 and we're all just like, this is fun. I hope they're okay. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, um, watching like um for instance like dark side of the ring now and watching like all of that side of it which is interesting because it's like okay wrestling and true crime how do you combine the two it's like well there's you know people like new jack who literally stabbed a guy in the ring because he wanted him to and yeah like that that show was in the 80s or 90s that was in the 90s it's like the early to mid 90s and wild uh, yeah no like back when extreme championship wrestling was was pretty extreme to an extent but like he was wrestling this one guy who went by the name mass transit because he you know wore like the mass transit uniform Mm -hmm. and he approached him right before a show and he said you know i want you to make it real and literally went out there and stabbed the guy like three or four times was the other guy pissed? Did he know he was going to make it that real? Or he was like, or was he like, yeah, that was kind of awesome. Um, His dad was really pissed. He was kind of pissed. Like, you know, in the aftermath, he wasn't really happy about it. But like with a guy who with the background that he has, like, yeah, 
Like he'll he'll fuck you up. He almost killed another guy when um they uh they did this uh kind of match called the scaffold match. So climbing up high, mm-hmm. literally did it a uh, what they call the back body drop. So like lifted him up, threw him over his back yeah. from like twenty feet up, oh. almost almost decapitated him on the ropes. It was oh. that bad. Whoa. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Wild. Wild. But it but if you've yeah, if you've never seen Dark Side of the Ring, I'd give it a shot. It is it's like one of the wildest shows out there. It's like it, it gets as dark as you think it can. Yeah, definitely. I obviously see people talking about it on Twitter. What is it on? Uh it's on Vice, but I think uh it's on Hulu, if I oh, remember correctly. Yeah. I remember too, like it like kind of the same thing, but UFC when it first fucking started, you could do a lot more than you can do now. Like people would, I remember mm-hmm. watching it with my dad and my brother when I was little and, and like people would get their arms snapped like every fucking night. If you don't tap fast enough, someone would snap yeah. your fucking arm and it yeah. was allowed. You were allowed to, if the person doesn't tap in time. And now I feel like if now, if somebody did that now you mm-hmm. can, but if somebody did it now, they'd be so fucking like looked down upon because you just don't fucking do that. You'd put somebody out for a year. You don't just break somebody's arm, but it was wild back then. There was, I, you still can't like, I don't know if you could back then, but you can't like, um, like soccer kick people. You can't kick people when they're mm-hmm. down and you can't, uh, like if they're partially down, I think it's, if you have both of your hands down, you can't like get kicked, but there's, right. uh, there's no like headbutting or anything either. Yeah, I I remember the early days of UFC back in like the mid to late nineties, and it was it was pretty damn rough. I remember yeah. like um I remember Tank Abbott just like losing all the time, but he'd just go in there and just try to punch the shit out of everybody. And I remember like Ken Shamrock was definitely not a guy you really wanted to fuck with. He was that scary. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I they that. Yeah, and then he went over to like WWE, which was interesting. He was an interesting mm-hmm. kind of like fit, but um, yeah, no, Dark Side of the Ring is definitely it's definitely worth checking out. Um, yeah, I, I think there's like they're they're in the middle of like season four now, I think at this point. But um, uh, I know that you are a, a fan of Jaws because I'm um, the biggest fan of Jaws. Yeah, no, like. Uh, I was watching. I was watching it earlier. What? Uh, how old were you when you first saw it? Because I was. I was very young. I'm sure I was very young. I can't remember exactly, but I. Not even kidding. Of all the movies in my life that I've ever seen, I've probably seen Jaws a thousand times, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's conservative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's absolutely fair. I remember. Um, the the good old heydays of going back and renting it every week at the video store, <laughs> making my parents bring me back. And like, I remember um, renting every every single one. And for some reason, I don't know why I liked Jaws three because it's like it's it's. No, I did too. Listen, I've been in love with Dennis Quaid since I was very young, <laughs> yeah. so I was very excited about that movie. And like it has like one of the cheesiest and worst looking like CGI scenes ever where the shark oh. is coming at the glass. It's floating. It's literally <laughs> floating. I know. I know. <laughs> like I 
I give Spielberg a lot of credit because like, yeah, he had trouble with that shark from like day one because he never tested it in salt water. He only tested it in a pool. But it's like every time you see the shark swim by in the first movie, it looks so bad. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. But still like really good. It is. It is really good because like I read the book and I hated it. I really hated it because there was so much extra shit that did not need to be in the book that like they really trimmed the fat for for the movie. And well, that's why like, you have screenwriters. Like, like they yeah. really worked some fucking magic. You know, you can't have a whole shit thing in there. The whole it'd be five hours long. Oh, it would be no, it would be bad. But like, I know Peter Benchley co-wrote it, but mm-hmm. like. I'm assuming the guy that he wrote it with was like, dude, a lot of this just sucks. We can just cut it out because like a mafia subplot that doesn't need to be there. Like in the yeah. book, in the book, they there's like a mafia guy that literally kills um, uh, Brody's cat for what? no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Just kills his cat uh, to send a message because like you can just like keep like put forth that idea you you need to keep the beaches open because like hey tourism dollars because i get it like that's literally been a um thing in real shark attacks so like yeah like during covid like we were living literally jaws people were like i don't give a fuck what's out there i'm still opening yeah exactly like uh there was a series of shark attacks in south africa in 57 they called it black december and like all these resorts were opening up and they're like, we're not going to close the beaches, even though these people are getting attacked and some of them are getting killed. Now we're going to keep them open. It's like, yeah, you just like, it's real life shit. But, um, yeah, I will never read that book ever again. It's, (laughs) you know, what's, this is funny because it's literally my favorite movie of all time. I've never read the book, but listen, this is why, my and I'm, and this too proves that I must have seen it really fucking young because I have this like visceral memory when I was little of my dad. I still don't know where the fuck he got it. I don't know if Peter eventually came close to our house or I don't know if this was at a trade show. I don't fucking know what it was, but I, he got me a signed copy of Jaws, a little mm-hmm. like, and Peter eventually like drew a little shark, like he puts a shark in his fucking signature and I still have it and it's like in plastic and I've never fucking read it because I don't want to like fuck it up. So when you were posting that shit about it being terrible and like problematic, I'm like, oh no, (laughs) kind of glad glad I never read it, but I feel like I have to, but, but yeah, it's embarrassing that I've never read it. Cause I I have two different Jaws tattoos. I've met Richard Dreyfuss. Like I'm fucking obsessed, obsessed. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I've never read it. I should, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should just chill right where it is. I think the TikTok I made kind of just captures the vibe that it goes with. And you could just like live vicariously through that TikTok because it was it was an event to actually make. And like everything that's wrong with that book is just like. I think is a lot of it is a product of its time because there's Mm -hmm. definitely there's like racist elements in it like where it's like that kind of. small town where you don't have many black people in it so it's like it it becomes this weird odd thing where like 
black people have they're, they're like treated as like servants and stuff in the book and it's so fucking bad there's there's literally a scene in the in the book where this one father is telling his son that um yes sharks will eat black people too and it's like oh my god what am i reading oh my right god about? yeah it's that bad yeah it's that. That's terrible. Maybe that's like, literally nobody ever talks about the book either, ever. So maybe that's fucking why they're just like, I'm just gonna hang out over here and watch the movie and pretend the book doesn't exist. Yeah, and I think the book did more damage than probably the movie did. Although I think the movie did, it's probably did a fair amount. But like the fact that they just kept saying, "Oh well, it's a man eater. Oh well, it's a man eater." Is like, no, not really accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what they do. But you know, you know, whatever. But um, it's a monster movie. They gotta build up the monster. Yeah, you gotta build it. And that's the thing is like, there are there's like a good clean swath of that book where the shark isn't even in it. Yeah, like yeah, you lose track of the shark for about a week. It's so bad. But yeah, I still have to. That's another place that's on my travels that doesn't have anything to do with paranormal shit. But I still have to get to Martha's Vineyard because that's where they filmed mm-hmm. everything. Still haven't been there because it's like no easy feat to just drive the fuck over there. Like you have to uh-huh. like get time. You have to go during the right season, get over there. But I think it still looks kind of the same. There's that little like when Brody jumps over that wall, you know, bridge thing. And I think that's like kind of still there. Like I know I could find enough landmarks. I would be so stoked. So I gotta get there. Probably maybe next summer, because I have to get to Maine again. I, I still haven't been to um I've been to Maine, I've been to the Cryptozoology Museum. Um, but I haven't gotten to Stephen King's house yet. So I want to go there. I got to go to Martha's Vineyard. I want to go to, um, what the fuck is the Kennedy compound area? I want to go. Oh there. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I have a weird thing with the Kennedys. I'm like low key obsessed with Bobby Kennedy. Wait, wait, what is, what is it about the Kennedys? The, I don't know. The... I just think Bobby Kennedy was such a fucking wonderful nugget i love him i love watching his old speeches i have a billion books about him i have literally two posters of him within my eyesight right now i like love him i just i think the world could have went such a different direction if him and mlk were not taken out when they were and it sucks i wish if it was a time machine i wish we could have just like seen what would have been built on what they were starting it sucks but anyway but and like so it's like a it's it's kind of your 11 22 63 kind of thing um yeah. yeah okay i dig that i dig that um because i think about that book all the fucking time um and i read it like a few years ago i need to reread it because it, it is good even the even the tv series is good um mm-hmm. i haven't watched it it's it's really good you should i i think you would enjoy it you know, those are where I know you know because you listen to the podcast and I talk about 90210 all the time. And I wore a 90210 shirt to work today. But anyway, there is a very <laughs> fucking weird, like, time warp fucking episode of 90210 where they go back to the 60s and all of them are playing characters from the 60s and they talk about Bobby Kennedy being shot, like, in the 90210 episode. It's so fucking weird. It's like a weird fever dream. That is very fucking weird. I know. And Holy. listen, 
the Kelly and Donna from 90210 do their own podcast now where they talk, mm-hmm. they are literally, they never watched the fucking show before. They're like going through episode by episode and watching the fucking show and talking about it. And both of them fucking hate that episode. So they posted on Instagram about it. And all of us in the comments were like, I high key love that episode. I fucking love that episode. I love that episode. Everybody in the comments was like, y'all are wrong. That episode is the shit. <laughs> makes no fucking sense, but I love it. Well, and that's the thing is like, there's some just like some episodes of television that like do not fit with what they were going for. Like um, for the X-Files, it was uh, Jose Chung's from Outer Space did not fit the vibe of that show at all. But it perfectly encapsulates mm-hmm. how absurd UFOs and shit can fucking be like yeah. that. That's what I love the most about it. Like. I I I like seeing Alex Trebek as a man in black was just the best fucking thing ever, and and Jesse Ventura as as a man in black and like just like asking ridiculous things. It was so fucking good. But like for real, like the the most Gonzo fucking episodes of any television show usually are like low key the best. Like when yeah, whenever fan favorites like me and Tony were just talking about too because in the new Indiana Jones they do a bunch of de-aging and it looks mm-hmm. so fucking good. It's like the best de-aging work that's ever been done. But obviously some that's been done in other movies doesn't look that good. But I like still love it. I'm like if they're if they're a beloved character and we're not getting any more of them and we're not like obviously they were not frozen in time. They don't fucking look like that anymore. But if I can see them like that again for a mm-hmm. brief time, I fucking love that shit. So I think there's something kind of like that where you're like i know these beloved characters anymore and i see them the same way every week and if i could see them doing some weird thing on an off week it's fun it's fucking just fun it's silly i like it yeah and like i remember uh people like getting upset with star wars when they did it for rogue one and they had uh the guy that played grand moff tarkin who the hell played oh what the hell um, you are asking the wrong lady, I'll tell you that. Um, no idea. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, good. Peter Cushing. Yeah, that's right. Peter oh, Cushing. Yeah, so, like, they had like a CG version of him in it, mm. and it was pretty good. They also had uh, CG, um, like Carrie Fisher in there too, which wasn't oh, yeah. bad either, but like. Yeah. I think it's gotten better over over the years since at least that so that, you know, it isn't as bad. And like even in the trailer, it looks it looks fucking amazing. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Like if you we get this like one nice moment of seeing that character again, like I'm down with it just as long as like obviously like that person's estate or like whoever they're doing it to is like fine with it. Like I don't want it to be like non-consensual fucking scary. Like hologram time. Yeah, I don't need to see Tupac on a hologram tour or anything no, like that. No, 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 <laughs> no but live, but no, in a movie where it actually makes sense or they're like doing a throwback or something like and the person's still alive to be like, yeah, you can DH me. I don't fucking care. Like, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. And like, I like that Harrison Ford is in that period of, of time where he's like kind of that old curmudgeon dude but he he does love you know those those movies and like it's great kind of like i think the best moments are seeing him on late night television just like um like doing like low-key comedy things and and like yeah and like 
that weird joke. I can't remember the joke, but there's that long ass bit of him doing that joke, and I'm like, that is the best joke. And now I can't yeah. remember what it is, but it's really good. Uh, but like, yeah, that that one I forget. I think he was on Jimmy Kimmel, where like <laughs> he was like yelling at Chewbacca. That was great. Uh, but like, what's cute too? This is so random, but I watched. Uh, I've been I, I've been watching the hashtag on Twitter, so there's been like little press with him doing the new Indiana Jones, and I saw this bit last night that he there's in the new movie it opens with him like um it's in the 60s so he's like in this apartment that he has and he's obviously like older whatever and he gets up and he's in his fucking underwear and he still looks like great for fucking being 80 whatever Mm. he's like in the interview he's like you know i like that they were showing indiana jones as like a just a guy you know he's like dealing with getting older and um he's vulnerable you know in a different state than you've ever seen him and blah blah blah. and he's like and now the movie's out and he's like and people are saying oh he looks good but he's like but no part way through filming i tore my shoulder and i couldn't work out so people are saying i look good but i usually look better and i don't even look that good there but he's like but at the end of the day he's like i like that people are seeing me like vulnerable and like it's fine but he was like but i normally look better (laughs) it was was so cute and it's and it's so weird to see that play out too considering how like the last crusade ended and it's like okay so is the dude the dude's gonna be just like young forever right and it's like well because i i don't think they ever thought after that they're like we're never gonna make another movie again we're never gonna make another indiana jones movie we could just end it there and it's like no we we got two more i swear i hope i know he's acting like he's done and everybody's acting like he's done but i swear i hope they make another one like it was so fun The, the new one is so fucking fun that i swear i hope they make another one yeah I don't care what capacity i just hope they do it because it's a blast and he's still like believable as fuck like he's doing very physical things in the movie and it's like not not believable it's like really good yeah no uh i'm stoked to see it when it finally ends up coming to my tiny ass town in the one theater that we have here which hopefully it'll be here it's like hopefully it is here today two and a half hours long so just get comfortable get yourself a snack because it's not a short one that doesn't bother me. That never usually bothers me. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's a blast. It's a blast. Absolutely. Um. So, like, uh, what is it with with comedy that you don't like? Because I I've heard you on other podcasts talking about comedy, but like for some reason Ben Schwartz just does it. Yes, I fucking love him. First of all, I don't know what happened. Okay, in Renfield. Ben Schwartz plays a villain and he's so cute and I, it's not my fault. I like a villain. I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, I've never fucking seen him before in my life. I don't watch Parks and Rec. I didn't mm-hmm. know who the fuck he was, but he was so cute in that role any fucking way. So that I like deep down, I watch everything he's ever fucking done in his life pretty much in like two weeks. But normally, no, I don't like comedy. Like I don't go see comedy. Like I grew up, I'm like Adam Sandler and like Will Ferrell and shit. Like I'm not mm-hmm. an alien. Like I know. Right older movies i can quote fucking anchorman and billy madison like i'm normal but i don't like i don't seek out comedy and i'm always like trying to learn shit i like love true crime i love fucking documentaries i love whatever i want to learn shit like comedy to me is just like this is a waste of time and it's fucking awkward like none of this is funny i don't like forced comedy it's so fucking awkward to me like you have to be a big ass comedian who's always fucking funny because I can't watch a show of like 10 people who aren't that funny. Try to be funny. Like it makes yeah. me want to die. Right. 
I don't know. I just, I'm getting, I'm getting there. I do want to see that new Jennifer Lawrence movie where that's supposed to be like a throwback, mm. almost like American Pie type movie. Like that kind of looks good. But again, it's like somebody I already like. And the Barbie movie, I'm so fucking excited for, which doesn't make any sense because I'm such a dark lord. But like Barbie looks so fun. It does. And, and I love how, you know, seeing... <laughs> Barbie alongside Oppenheimer, and it's just like turned into this huge yes. ass meme. It's so yes. crazy. It's so funny because, and I'm wondering too, I'm like, are people, are like low key, like younger people going to go see Oppenheimer now because it's a joke that like nobody would have went and seen that movie before? Because yeah. it's like one of those movies that's probably going to be put up for an Oscar that like a hundred fucking people have seen. Like, I don't think it would definitely be doing as good or as buzzy if it wasn't like completely connected to fucking the Barbie movie for no reason. Yeah. At this point, absolutely. And like somebody posted a picture online of like Margot Robbie in line to go see Oppenheimer, which is great. She has a ticket and it's so fantastic. And it's like, um, yeah, no, that's that's going to be like to me, the, the comedies that always like that I always pop for are the ones that you don't think are going to be good because of the actors that they have in them. But they actually turn out to be amazing. And my go-to for that is always a movie called The Other Guys. It has Will oh, Ferrell. Yeah. yeah. Wait. Is that? Wait, 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 wait. Who else is in it? Um, Mark Wahlberg. Um, That's not the one I'm thinking of. What is the one with uh, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling? Oh. Um, Everybody yeah. says that movie is like the best movie ever made, and I still haven't watched it. It is. Um, what the fuck is the name of that movie? I feel like it um, sounds like the other guys. What the fuck? It is it, 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 it does have that name. Um, uh, hold on a second. The nice guys. Yeah. 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 I have to yeah. Watch that. Yeah. So like, it's it's usually the ones where they don't. It doesn't seem like they'd be funny. That like it, at least the pairing seems so odd. Yeah. For whatever reason, they're the ones that I always go like are always the funniest to me. Uh, and the other guys for me, for me was like that one movie, because like, you know, it's about the um, basically the desk jockeys going out and trying to solve uh, crimes and Mark Wahlberg constantly yelling. Um, I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly for some reason. It's so funny to me. I, I watched know. that stupid movie about. Will Ferrell with Will Ferrell and him and where he's like this Will uh Mark Wahlberg's the stepdad or some shit. What is that movie? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I watched that. That was fine. Mm-hmm. But no, it's never my first choice. Like if I had somebody over, like that's the other thing too. This is the most this is the most awkward thing ever. When you're freshly fucking dating somebody and you go over their house to watch a movie and they put on comedy that you don't listen. Nightmare <laughs> fuel. I go over a guy's house, they put on a comedy and they think it's so fucking funny and I don't think it's funny. I'm like, this is my actual nightmare. If if hell was a real thing, it would be me sitting on a couch with a dude and I don't want to fucking watch this comedy thing that we're watching and I don't think it's funny and they've laughed a hundred times and I have not laughed once. I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is, I want to leave. I just want to get up. It's a horror movie at that point. It really is. That is the worst, most awkward thing ever. Like, no, this isn't funny. Like, Okay, so... So the question is, okay, first date with someone, you're going for a movie. What movie do you go for? If that's if that's the vibe you're going for. I mean, usually like a horror movie, but it depends on like if it would be. I don't fucking know. You either you have to make that choice where whether it's 
one you've seen a hundred times or one you've never seen before. How much are we paying attention? That's really mm. what we're, that's the decision. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it, it depends. I don't know. I feel like the last one I watched with a boy was, what the fuck did we put on? It was a fucking, wait, what is that movie called? Um, What is that like old horror movie with like a fucking scarecrow or something? Am I crazy? What is that? Mm. no it was pumpkin head it was fucking pumpkin head oh oh god but it's okay. like not a date movie i don't know why no. we watched that but that's what happened <laughs> I didn't interesting put it on. choice I didn't, I didn't fucking put it on but that's an interesting choice yeah um i don't yeah. think that'd be my first that my, my go-to at that point i don't know why that happens i really don't yeah it's fine I'm still, awkward comedy it is it is better than awkward comedy because when yeah when you are in that in that position oh and one person is laughing way too much because you think it's funny this is terrible right hate it oh god yeah i'm picturing like that in my head and like no it's a nightmare yeah it's a nightmare it is nightmare fuel it absolutely is um yeah because like during horror movies you're not expected to do anything i don't have to have a reaction like maybe i could have like a jump scare reaction but i don't have to like keep fucking laughing like what are we doing here that's so fucking awkward <laughs> i hate it i hate it <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to think about it that's a fair point no that's that's absolutely a fair point and and i think horror is that go-to genre whenever like i think like <sighs> I think comedy is something that you get into when you really get to know somebody like yeah. you can't you can't off right up front because like no. I went on one day a long ass time ago and we went to see I forget what the hell movie it was but she was laughing her head off and I was just like <laughs> this is way too slapsticky. I'm sorry. Oh. This is not me for me. But... Ah, that's oh, just the feel. I can feel the whole feeling in my body of what it's like when that's happening, and it's just the worst. Mm-hmm. And then there was the one time I fell asleep on a date while we were watching um, Phantom of the Opera in the theaters. Never again. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound good either. No, it doesn't. No, it that's... doesn't like. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say this. I don't think movies are the ideal for state as it is no, anyway. Not. No, I don't think they are because it's just like I think there's there's too much pressure to get it right. You know, like get the right movie and yeah. Mm -mm. I'm just. I'm just not down. That's my recommendation for anybody listening to this, looking for dating advice from me, which is probably not the person you should be getting dating advice from. <laughs> Me don't neither, honestly, while we're at it. Yeah. Uh just don't go to a movie. Don't. It's it's not gonna end well. Um <laughs> but, just don't uh, go on dates at all. Just stay at home with your pets. That's fucking 10 stars right there. Exactly. Uh just cuddle your pets all night long and it's totally fine. That's the key to happiness. Sit on Twitter all day like a fucking nerd and pet your dog. Boom. That's your Pretty life. much life oh wait look what's sitting next to me right now but nobody can see this that's listening. oh hell yeah it's john socks those, Listen, those who, are amazing that's who sent me these courtney block sweet angel courtney block amazing amazing 
they kind of remind me the of the uh the cover of the video game because um, yeah they do they are they look kind of pixelated because they're like sewn jaws i um that's like the one game that i because i have an emulator on my computer it's the only game that i play um oh, old one? yeah like the uh the original nintendo one and is it is impossible no it like the funniest thing is my mom used to be able to beat that game every single freaking time. Like I struggle because it's based on Jaws 4. So like the whole idea is you basically shoot jellyfish oh. and stingrays with uh, like spear guns and you collect shells and with the shells you basically just keep leveling up until you're like able to like get jaws down to like zero and then you ram them with the boat and yeah it, like i've beaten it twice but for some reason i can't beat it consistently every single time and i'm trying to get to that level but i get so frustrated because i die in like the <laughs> most stupid ways because those jellyfish just start making movements i'm not prepared for they go in different directions and i don't like that but um yeah that's uh i i we had that uh, we had the original game growing up and for whatever reason my mother was very good at it she was she was the one that was actually really good at video games i don't know why but that is weird that's like not normal i don't remember anybody growing up being like my mom fucking shreds my ass in video games like i don't think that's oh normal. and my my mom did shred my ass like consistently in video games it didn't matter really what it was like Super Mario Brothers 3, for some reason, she could beat that. Um, Super Mario Brothers 1 could beat that. Dang. Yeah, I know. Boss. Boss level. It is. It mm. is. But, but uh, Jessica, thank you so much for <laughs> sitting down and talking with me and, like, occupying my mind while I'm in the middle of research about cattle mutilations and Paul Benowitz. Dang. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm always down to talk about what the fuck ever. Like, that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, this is basically what What's Up Weirdo is about. It's just us talking about random topics forever mm -hmm. and ever and ever. So if anybody likes this episode of Our Strange Guys, just check out What's Up Weirdo. Yeah, exactly. You should check out What's Up Weirdo because it's a great podcast. It's like, it's honestly the epitome of a podcast about two friends getting together and just talking and yeah. about like any and everything. And like, honestly, if you need that kind of stimulation in your life and can't talk to your own friends, it's the next best thing. What's up, weirdo? Yes. Go check it out. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Is there anything? Is there anything else you'd like to plug, promote or anything at um, all? I'll be speaking at Michigan Paracon coming mm -hmm. up here for the first time. I've obviously been to it the last, like, I think seven years or six years, but this is the first time I'll be speaking. So I'm stoked on that. Um, uh, I will be speaking at mid Michigan Paracon as well. That's in November. And then sometime in the middle, I believe me and Tenny will be at Michigan UFO con. Uh, I'm not speaking, but I will be there with toad just hanging out. Um, and we'll be at Strange Escapes Mackinac hanging out. Um, we have a Patreon for What's Up Weirdo. It's What's Up Weirdo. Well, Patreon.com slash What's Up Weirdo. And it has like our list of appearances and fun videos and all sorts of shit in there. And um, our Instagram is WUWpod. So What's Up Weirdo Pod, but WUPod for short. Um, and I'm on Twitter at Jessica Napic saying shit all day long about fights and animals and dog pictures 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All all that goodness. You you can find all of that goodness. Um yeah, again, thank you so much. Cause wow, like thanks for having me. Yeah, I feel no, like, I like our pods are like married together. I feel like when you go on Apple or Spotify to either one of our pods, it suggests our pod to up people. So we're like married, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. This is like uh it's like a podcast marriage. I don't know how that works, but we're making it work and like just go subscribe. Just go yeah. subscribe. If you're not even subscribed to my pod, just subscribe to it. And yeah, then just, go like, sub- just start now. Just start yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Just start now. Um, yeah, like y'all know all the plugs at this point. I, I I'm too tired. I don't want to save them all. Um, but you know, um we'll just end it with um and finally don't forget to look up because you never know what you'll find in our strange skies or while nostalgia tripping about going to the video store to rent jaws when you were a kid in gray we trust Media.